0: Hey broken salespeople, welcome to the broken salespeople podcast. We are in the workshop. I am your host, Red Staffstrom, where I am here to help you fix your broken sales systems, to fix the things, the bad advice that we've gotten over the years as salespeople to make sure that you can get more, to do things the right way, not the way that's always been dictated. So why should you listen? Figure that now is a good time for me to bring this up. Considering it's the very first episode, we should really just dive right into it and say exactly why you should care about a word I say. That's a big one, isn't it? Um, there's lots of sales podcasts out there. There's lots of sales experts out there. What makes me different? And maybe it's nothing. I, I can say that flat out. Maybe I'm the same as everybody else in a lot of ways. I've got to kind of tell you my story so you understand where I'm different from a lot of the traditional sales gurus that are out in the world. About five years ago, I had a breakdown. Prior to that, I've been doing sales my whole adult life. Um, And I mean sales kind of across the board. Whatever you could think of selling, I've probably sold it. I've sold vacuums door to door. I've sold electricity suppliers, cable subscriptions. I've sold stocks and bonds. I was a waiter, which is just a different kind of selling. It's just a more captive audience. I've sold cars, sold uh, credit cards, all of these different things. I've done a lot of different sales techniques. The one that finally broke me, and I say that quite literally, the one that made me hit rock bottom was security systems. Now, prior to that, I've worked a lot of jobs that nobody would ever want to work, a lot of them. Um, There's a lot of people who would never want to work selling cars. I did that and did that successfully. Some people wouldn't want to do purely a cold call business. I did that as a stockbroker. Didn't have a problem with that. Knock door to door, check that right on a couple of jobs. So the worst things that you can think of, the worst jobs, I made a living at. So why was it security systems that pushed me over the edge? Why was it that they gave me a breakdown? So prior to selling security systems, I had this belief, this iron rod belief, that if you knew how to sell, you can sell anything. I remember the interview when I went to sell cars. Yeah, I've always been a bit of a gearhead. I've always worked on my own cars. But what set me apart was in the term of my manager's eyes was I said, the widget does not matter. That was the, the answer that really pushed me over the top. See, he asked everybody, why do you want to sell cars? My answer was, the widget does not matter. He liked it so much, he pretty much hired me on the spot there. Um, there wasn't much of a thought process afterwards. So because of that, because of that positive reinforcement, I believed it for years. Somebody who's in a managerial role, somebody who knows what they're doing, who spent 20-plus years selling thought that that was one of the best answers he's ever heard. It's one of the stupidest things I've ever said. Let me say that now. Um, Let's not get any false beliefs right from the beginning. That was one of the stupidest things I've ever said. The widget absolutely does matter because you can only fight your own nature for so long. See, like I said, I've cold called. I knocked door to door. I've knocked door to door in a lot of neighborhoods that... Nobody would ever want to be a part of knocked door to door in absolute, like I'm going to say section eight, and that's probably the nice way to say it, but shell casings on the street neighborhoods, quite literally shell casings on the street. I've seen them Um, itty bitty Ziploc baggies. I'm a big ginger. I knocked door to door in those neighborhoods. And you know what? Contrary to popular belief, Everybody was super friendly. I loved those neighborhoods. Everybody was engaging, responsive. They loved talking to me. The neighborhoods that everybody avoided were the neighborhoods that I got the best reception. Meanwhile, I'd go to a nice neighborhood and they wanted no, nothing to do with me or anybody else. They were guarded. They were angry. Um, had somebody pull a knife on me once. That didn't lead to the breakdown. Side note, I sold them just so you know, Um, they pulled a knife on me. And my response was, said, what do you want? My response was, well, if there's cake, I'll have a slice. That's how I handled it because my brain misfired. And that's how I responded to somebody pulling a knife on me. I don't say that to act tough. I was stupid, I should have run. Not the way my brain worked at that moment. Fight, flight, or freeze. I didn't quite freeze, I made a sarcastic comment, which is probably Freudian in some level. So how did the breakdown happen? You see, after selling in all these areas, I've realized that people are good. Overwhelmingly, people are good. I also realized, because I've always been a numbers nut, that crime had been declining for the previous 30 years in a row. So also, just as a third side note, I've never been worried about being robbed, ever. In college, I walked down Crack Street, which was Spring Street in Danbury. Um, Again, it's Danbury, it's Fairfield County. There's really not much to be afraid of, but that was the bad street. That was the street where, honestly, that was by the heroin addict, like the soup kitchen, all of that, and I'd walk down two o'clock in the morning. So for me to do all these dangerous activities over and over again, I I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see people being as bad as everybody else says they are. That My my history fought what people were telling me, and it fought the basic premise of security systems. The basic premise is somebody could come in, break into your house, kill you, kill your family, et cetera, et cetera, wear you as a skin suit if that's what they want to do. But if you, deep down, believe that people are good, know from a statistical standpoint that crime statistics are on the downward trend and have been for a long time, you could only fight that for so long. You could only fight that behavior for so long. So as I was trying to sell these systems, sell these security systems, I started to hit a roadblock. I didn't really believe in what I'm, I was selling. Now, logically, rationally, I knew how to sell. I knew all the closing techniques. I knew how to overturn every, every objection, um, acknowledge, ignore, resume, feel, felt, found, whether it's a, all of these techniques. I knew how to overcome anything. I knew technically how to sell anything. The problem was I didn't believe in the product and I forced it. People saw that. And when they saw that, they realized something was off. They may not have known for sure that what I was selling wasn't right, that I didn't believe in it, but they they knew something wasn't right. So the sales didn't come for me there. It didn't work. But I kept pushing on, probably a lot longer than I have to. Um, I was working there about six months, and I just spiraled downward and downward until as a 28-year-old man, 27-year-old man, I was crying, full-blown crying, um, having panic attacks in my car, all of those things. It was too much for me. I had to pretend that I was somebody else for far too long. And people picked up on it. People noticed very, very quickly that I didn't believe in what I was selling. The widget mattered, mattered to me. So that started me on the journey, that breakdown, that rock bottom. Now that was the turning point of my life. I see it now as a blessing, but at the time I was devastated. I had no clue how I would recover from basically being below the poverty line for as long as I had for that four to six months. I don't remember exactly how long because I made virtually nothing doing it. Then I started to read. Then I started to learn. Then I started to challenge every single one of my own beliefs, every one. All of them were subject to change. And by doing that, I started to realize that there's a lot of bad information out there. It wasn't just the widget does not matter. That wasn't the bad information. It was bad, but it wasn't the bad. It was some bad. There's lots of other things that were wrong. Lots of other bad advice. So as I started digging, I figured out what was wrong, what worked, what didn't. Everything was subject to change. I'm lucky in a lot of ways. I'm really lucky in a lot of ways. Because I was fortunate enough to have that breakdown. I was fortunate enough to hit rock bottom. Now, if any of you guys know who Bill W. is, you probably know the power of rock bottom. If you don't know who Bill W. is, that's William Bill Wilson. He's the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. And there's that inside joke, that secret handshake. Yeah, I'm a friend of Bill W. That means you're in the program or have been through the program. You never really get out. They know the the power of rock bottom. Once you hear that, once you come across rock bottom, it's life changing. My rock bottom didn't involve anything drug related, alcohol related. I still drink on occasion. I'm a whiskey man. If you want to send me bottles of bourbon, don't have to, but you know, if you love me. But all that rock bottom was the most illuminating part of my life. Because I realized if I'm not passionate about something, I'm never going to be successful. And I see too many people selling things they don't care about and expecting to hit big. It's never going to happen. I hate to tell you, but you cannot be successful selling something you don't believe in. You could be mediocre and you could be good. You can never be great. So what happened when I hit rock bottom? What was the benefit? Well, that's when I started reading. Whatever book I could get my hands on, whatever sales book I could get my hands on, that's when I rebuilt myself. That's when I've started deciding and learning what actually does work and what doesn't and what's just traditional advice. And there's a lot of it. Ideas that have been around since the 30s, the 1930s, that don't hold up today anymore, that now come across as manipulative, disingenuous. And that's why I decided to launch this podcast, because there are way too many salespeople out there who have these issues, who get told this advice, practice your closing techniques, Learn to overcome objections. Yeah, it kind of works. It wouldn't have stuck around so long if there was no value at all to it, but it's not the biggest thing. It's not making the biggest difference in your career. What's going to make the biggest difference in your career is studying, is learning, is challenging, finding out what works. The reason I named this the Broken Sales People Podcast is because I embraced the power of rock bottom because I hit it and bounced. That's not something a lot of people can say. Most people hit rock bottom and change careers. And that's a valid, valid tactic. I bounced. And I couldn't be happier that I did. I literally host this in my workshop. In case you're watching this on YouTube. The reason is because there's no better place to fix things than down here. In the basement. With the tools. Focusing on the unsexy. You see, there's a lot of gurus out there. That forgot where they came from. And they're trying to speak to you from a penthouse. No. They forgot what it's really like. They really did. They forgot that sales from a granular level and what it it requires. Even when I get to a penthouse, even when I'm a multimillionaire, I always plan to to do this in my workshop because it reminds me that there's always work to do. There's always something to improve. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, There's going to be a lot more podcasts. I'm going to release two a week. Um, I'm going to release them on YouTube, release them on iTunes, um, all the other podcast platforms, please take the time, especially if you're listening to this on Apple review, subscribe, um, really helps the channel out more than, you know, and I'd, apl- I'd really appreciate your time and taking a look at it. Um, once again, this has been red staffed from the host of the broken salespeople podcast, inviting you to go fix yourself.